What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 148 of the Rocket Punch Cast. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Cameron, here, joined as always by Will, another part of the Rocket Punch team. Hi, everybody. What's going on, man? What is up today, um, this week? I think I may have fallen in love with the game again. Okay. Uh, so, for a lot of you know... Hopefully it's a healthy relationship. Uh, I mean, well, it's as unhealthy as any MMO can get. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Lunar Skull, hey, beer to be. Uh, welcome, everybody. No, um, I started playing Destiny 2 again, and holy crap, a lot of the quality of life changes have made this game so much better. Um, and even I'll, more so in the next month when Shadowkeep comes out. Bro, I can't believe we're only a month away. Uh, guys, there's a lot of crazy stuff down the pipeline. I do want to go ahead and say, though, as far as Table Talk stuff goes, I finally got... My first time in Crucible where I straight up got 20 and took the free-for-all, no, essentially, I Slayer. I, I, a part of me still doesn't want to believe it. And I want to, like, are you are you using hacks or what's going on? No, I was playing with a controller on PC. <laughs> I mean, that'll get you that'll get With the no job aim done. assist. That, that could get the job done. You're right on there. It's like, bro, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm in there playing against people with keyboard and mouse, and I was murdering. Like, my KD ratio was over 3. I literally had 20 kills. It was the first to 20 wins. It must have been a slow night. The next I'm just, person. I'm just saying. No, it was Saturday morning. Yeah. All the, all the elite people were asleep. <laughs> we played all It was all like 11 in the morning, bro. A bearded bee in chat says, watching y'all play it on stream is getting me hyped for Shadowkeep. I haven't really had a game I have wanted to play in years. That's awesome, dude. So, bearded bee, I will go ahead and tell you this. Um, go ahead and join um, Video Gamers of Huntsville, uh, their Facebook page. They have a page just for Destiny, and they're trying to build out the Destiny clan. So, yes, uh, Lunar Skull, I'm surprised that you can't wait for the moon. Honestly, I thought you were already there based on your name. <laughs> Good point, good point. That's, that's on you, Lunar Skull. Come on. Um, no, that's good. It's Destiny 2 is going to be cool. I'm, I didn't know. There, we got, I'm sure there's a couple more things we want to talk about later. Oh, um, yeah. We're going to jump right into it because I, I feel like I say this a lot, but Will, is there a lot of stuff that we have on the docket that we're going to talk about tonight? No, 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 no. We don't do nothing. Uh -huh. Um Well, uh, Bearded Bee, unfortunately, they do require you to kind of join their Facebook page. To be part of the clan, they um, they are, they said they do make exceptions. Oh, okay, cool. So, we'll message them in the the Bungie.net uh, webpage then, yeah. and just explain. <clears throat> and they would, then go they, from there. Say something like, "You don't have Facebook." It'll be fine. I don't have this thing, but I live here in Hunts Vegas. Can I yeah. uh, still get in? There you go. Um, tell them the Rocket Punch guys sent you. That's right. Do it, um, guys. There is a, a fair amount of stuff to talk about. It some cool stuff, some interesting stuff, some new yep. stuff. A lot of news, so we're going to get right to it, guys. Um, if you do not know, this is the Rocket Punch Cast, where groups of friends from all around come to this table to talk about video games into microphones. You can listen to us every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. We are on all the big three, Google, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and a whole lot more, so make sure you check your RSS feeds for our podcast. Um, you can also listen to us live as we record the show each and every Sunday night right here on twitch.tv slash rockpunchlive around 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, make sure if you get a chance to, you can come by, join us in our chat, um, be a part of the conversations that we have whenever we talk about our news and items and stuff there. Um, 
Guys, if you want to know more about Rocket Punch and what we do, make sure you head over to rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one-stop shop for all things Rocket Punch. All of our videos, streams, podcasts, and more are going to be right there at your fingertips. So if mm-hmm. you want to know anything about us, you want to check that website out. And of course, guys, if you're listening via audio services, uh, make sure you take a few minutes of your time to rate and review us on that service of choice. Uh, that does help us out, gets us a lot more of, uh, visibility to people, um, to, especially in the gaming community, so that way we can li- get more listeners in and grow and become even more powerful than we already are. Yeah. Which isn't that much. But we're doing our best. Uh, Look, thanks man, to you. It, it takes time. <laughs> it takes time. That's it's right. Okay. You're right. You're right. Um, guys, if also, um, if you're watching via Twitch there, you can also um, throw us your free Twitch Prime sub. Um, if you're so kind and generous, we know that you only get that once a month, and we would appreciate it if we earned your subscription on Twitch. Um, if you want to help so, um, be a part of the community here at Rocket Punch, talk to us when the mics are off. Make sure you head over to our Discord page there. Um, join us, part of the community here. Uh, let me post that in the chats for our twitch viewers here i've got that i was gonna say don't don't we just have to hit exclamation discord now oh yeah that's right i mean like bearded b is like so on top of the commands and i just totally forgot about it. do it i want to see if it worked did it work i haven't well, done it yet he did One it. second. he did oh. it. he's he's see look at that awesome. look at that uh awesome dude he's, over he's here awesome. just fixing he's things up. on brand i love it yeah. um and also guys um, a lot of what we do would not be possible without the full support of our Patreon people um, and our supporters over there on patreon.com slash rocket punch. So if you're interested, you want to help support the show um, even more so, uh, make sure you head over to Patreon, our Patreon page. Uh, you'll actually be able to get access to exclusive um, podcasts, content, and a whole lot more over on our page. So don't miss out. Um, and, and with that, we do want to thank our Patreon producers. These are the people supporting us at our highest tier. Um, and really making this train keep on going here. So a special shout out and thank you to Chuck O'Brien, Jossie Moore, Sam Sugg, Jeremy Moses, Tyler Hughes, Steven Sanders, Sanders Pulling Chat, we see you here, yep. um, and Chris Scott of Credible Threat Gaming. Thank you guys so, so much for your continued support. Um, we, we work as hard as we can to make sure we earn it each and every day. All right, next up on the docket, updates and announcements here. Um, Uh-oh. We got some quick ones we're going to go through, and then there's some, the content one you see is quite quite large, and I want to dig deep in that. So we'll do the quick ones out of the way here first. Um, it's beefy. Uh, the last week of August, guys, so our game of the month is still Astral Chain. That's actually coming out this the end of this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be on the lookout for that if you're looking forward to that on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the movie of the month as well, it's still in theaters, Hobbs and Shaw. Um, we saw it. We liked it. Go listen to that um, episode of the Southern Geek um, to find out a little bit more about some of our thoughts on the movie. Man, isn't that the one that got wrecked? Oh, that is the one that got burned. Yeah. Um, so, You're sorry, right. guys. Uh, the Southern Geek episode that he was talking about didn't actually happen because, well, digital artifacting and the audio kind of screwed us. Da-da-da. Yeah, we love it. Apologies. Um, it was great, though. Go watch it. It was awesome. Um, content coming up, guys. Remember, if you're listening to, um, if you're listening to us on the Rocket Punch cast, but you want to hear more of our thoughts on gaming and other, or geek culture and other things like that, like tech, anime, movies, TV, and more, make sure you're subscribed as well to the uh, Southern Geek podcast that we do. Just, uh, in your RSS feed, search for Southern Geek. Um, episode 14 will be coming up this week. Uh, what do we talk about? 
this week. 14. Give us a little preview. Um, all right. So we talked about Uncle Ben dying for yet again. We did. <laughs> um, the other th- it, the joke there, guys, if you haven't noticed, is Sony and Mar- Marvel fighting over Spider-Man. And then, of course, uh, we also talked about the highlights from D23 and what they announced for Disney+. Plus. Okay. So a lot of interesting conversations there. Uh, don't miss out on that. Head over to Southern Geek on our either on our website or the podcast feed and check it out. Yep. Um, the next couple of things here, um, I'm going to slow down a little bit here. We're going to talk about some of these things because they are important and they involve, because they involve Rocket Punch and they involve some of the stuff that's coming to you guys. Some of the changes that we're doing here at Rocket Punch that we've been working on. Um, first and foremost, and I've, now that we've got everything like ironed out and we're confirmed on this, we can talk about it now. Yep. Um, for people who don't know, if you're listening, if you're watching, whatnot, um, Rocket Punch is us. We are Rocket Punch. We are the core group um, that do everything you guys have seen for the most part. But one of the ideas we've bounced around for a while now, we've um, talked about and discussed to see how to execute it is like we want, almost to a sense, I would probably say we need to some extent like help and support. Yeah, I could say that. Um, In order to do some of the things we want to do, but also to focus a lot more on the content we make for you guys. Um, so after having some conversations with some people, I am very happy to announce, in case you missed the um, stream la- last week, one of the streams last week, um, that we have actually support staff here for Rocket Punch. Now, um, yep. you're asking right now, what does support staff mean? Uh, what support staff are, are basically, these are people that are part of the Rocket Punch team, but they are um, s- supporting us kind of in the background. They play a background role. They're supporting us with additions to kind of help us focus more on the content so that we're not having to pull our different resource, our resources around trying to get other stuff done for you guys. And also to showcase their specific talents that they have. Yes, Um, you could definitely say that. um, And it's, it's very interesting because you've already seen some of their content. And so um, they've actually been here and there before. Yeah. Mysterious. Um, so I'm, I'm very, we're very happy to announce that um, as part of our support staff, um, we actually have a designer and a composer. And our designer, um, you know him as Darth Turner. Uh, Seth Turner is coming back on the team. He's actually going to be our designer. What he Basically, every graphic that you guys have seen from like our thumbnails on social media to um, the thumbnails on YouTube to some of the um, like kind of assets that we've used that we use mm-hmm. a lot of those were made by Seth when he was a part of the um, team way back in the day yep so if you hit Facebook right now or Twitter and you see our stuff um, so the banners and all the current stuff there was recently redone by Seth yes he went through and hooked us up with uh, some freshness. And so now he's actually going to be our designer. He will actually be working and doing um, some of the, basically of any new assets that we create, he's going to be working on those for us. Um, Again, it's going to be pretty awesome. You guys have already seen his work and Seth is an incredible, incredible um, designer. Um, You can also, um, I see we've shouted him out on um, Twitch. So you can definitely follow his page over on uh, Twitch uh, you can also reach out to him at Darth Turner as well. If you are if you are a content creator or streamer in any way, then you can actually talk to him. And he, I think he's um, he does some freelance stuff as well. So if you want to reach out to him and get some work done for your own content, he's a great check. Our stuff out. He is a great resource. You definitely want to check him out. 
I will um, 100% agree. Uh, our second person that we have is our composer, um, Chaz Samuel. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, Chaz was a part of the team as well. If, you've, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, um, the intro music and the outro music for the Rocket Punch cast and mm-hmm. for Southern Geek, um, yes. if you listen to those, um, those were all created by Chaz. He's an incredible composer, has a lot of great tunes and music. He's helped us a lot with like music and sounds. Um, when Whenever you watch the video on YouTube, the uh, bumper at yep. the beginning, that was Chaz. He created that. Um, Chaz has agreed that he's going to be um, helping us as well with audio. Um, so kind of cool, a lot of the cool sounds you guys may hear in the future are going to be from him. Um, and same thing with him. If you're looking for cool audio um, for your content, um that needs to be made go reach out to Chaz he is the 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 tech orc um tech orc or TW swordsman TW swordsman um either one um his music side of things he's currently in the process of redoing a lot of his stuff because he's focusing more on orchestral stuff now and pushing that kind of thing instead of just doing music for the sake of music he's actually kind of honing in okay but great guy um, I've worked with him in the past on multiple things. Check him out. He does good stuff. Funny enough, he's working on a collab for a licensed uh, Sailor Moon soundtrack for a, a licensed game. Oh, yeah, it, that's it's cool. Well, the uh, the game and everything else, it was it's being fan run and fan set up. But mm-hmm. essentially, they're working on a video game and they've hired him to do some music. Um, that would be pretty awesome. So interesting things. Um, but yes, guys, definitely, um, that's what we have, uh, supporting us right now. Um, if you didn't get all that information, don't worry. We're going to update our about page on rocketpunchgo.com. So that way you guys will be able to know who the support staff is and where you can go to find out their, find their content or reach out to them if you need help with your content as well. So be on the lookout on our webpage for that. We'll keep that updated here shortly, but, um, and give a round of applause, give us some round of applause. We're happy that to have those guys kind of back in the fold not yep. they may pop in and do episodes with us from time to time but that their main objective is they do their own thing and they help us out um with the content whenever they can now if you were at the e3 uh party that we threw uh chaz and seth were both there yes they were both there so you may have met them already yes um next coming up on like i told you there's a lot of stuff i got a whole bunch more um Looking at some of the stuff moving forward, and we're going to get to events that are coming up as well, but these are this is one specific thing I w- definitely wanted to talk about. Um, as I've said before, we've always talked about um, when we intro this epi- um, the Rocket Punch cast, we talk about where it's where friends come to this table to talk about video games. Um, and we're going to bring some friends in and kind of do a little bit of collaboration. So um, you guys have may have seen them in our Twitch chat if you've been watching via Twitch on our streams or whatnot lately, but uh, One More Games Cast, awesome guys. Uh, they We actually met them way back in tw- like two years ago when they joined us um, for Extra Life mm-hmm. and they actually streamed as part of um, our team and whatnot. Uh, they're going to be coming back. We're actually going to be doing a collaboration with them mm-hmm. um, on an episode. So September 15th, um, so I think like two or three Sundays from now, we're actually going to be on the One More Games cast because they actually yep. stream their podcast as well on Twitch. Or, and it's I think it's on Sunday nights too. So um, this time where you would normally come here for us, 
we're going to be over there with the One More Games cast crew actually talking about video games and being on their show. And then on September 22nd, uh, literally a week after that, they're going to be on the Rocket Punch cast as well, talking about video games and stuff on our side there. Um, Pretty excited about that. It's kind of really the first collaboration we've done. Uh, with a, another, with like another gaming uh, podcast, yeah, I'd say Is so. That? I mean, we've worked with uh, other creators before, but as far as like gaming podcast to gaming podcast, essentially brothers in arms. Yeah, you know, basically <laughs> fighting the good fight, um, spreading the word of gaming doesn't <laughs> to the masses. Yeah, let's go. But um, we're gonna be. Um, it's a cool little collaboration we've got coming this September. So uh, we're gonna keep you guys informed. Be on the lookout for it. And we want to make sure we, we help support them and they're going to help support us. And it's going to be really awesome uh, kind of walking, going across that line and talking to other people and hearing their views on gaming and what um, um, our, what what their flair is and what our flair is. It'll be pretty awesome. So stay tuned for that um, there. We'll keep you guys updated on social media and on the podcast show as well. Um, next up, Extra Life 2019. It's a big topic. Yes, it is. That we're talking about. Um We've got big machinations and plans, and part of those plans involve you. So um, we're doing. We've got plans to do a huge event for Extra Life. We intend to have a page kind of detailing this a little bit more, um, hopefully sometime soon. But one of the things we're looking for right now was for people out there that are listening or watching, if you're wanting to. Um, stream with us whether you come if you're local to the area you come down and stream in front of the camera with us or if you're afar and you want to stream um a co-stream or stream alongside on your own thing and help support and be a part of the rocket punch extra life 2019 event Mm -hmm. um reach out to us whether that's message us via twitter facebook or um hit us up on discord uh, privately or email us do whatever you can find our contact information on our website we're looking we're starting to put the pieces together to figure out who wants to be involved with us with extra life so if you want to be involved you want to be a part of the teams make sure you reach out to us as soon as you can we're going to start that bowl rolling probably this week so you don't want to miss out in fact if you uh do us a favor and go on our discord if you want to be involved in that there's a special role message camera myself and we can give you that role if you want to be involved in the extra life planning it is purely going to be a section of the discord that way you can see everything we've discussed and figure out where we want to be and what's going on so yeah man it's definitely something i want everyone to be aware of yes it's like i've already got channels in the discord server for this excellent excellent um one more games cast isn't actually in chat right now how are you doing sir um, he says, hope you are ready to talk about Beat Saber and the number of calories I burned playing Taylor Swift Shake It Off. I am ready to have that discussion. Um, Beat Saber is awesome as well. Uh, Bearded B, you should be hyped um, for Beat Saber. Right. It's super sweet. But um, be on the lookout for more news for Extra Life, guys. We'll keep you updated with that as well. And then to wrap up the kind of content in this, um, this conversation here of events coming up, just to give you guys a quick kind of cursory glance at some of the events we've got coming up for the next mm-hmm. few months. Um, in September, on September 22nd, we've actually got the Rocket City Microthon. We were actually reached out by um, some of the people that organized that event about um, helping and out and participating with the Rocket City Microthon. Um, which is a cool kind of like, it's like 0.13K thing that's a charity event uh, to support the Merrimack Hall here in Huntsville, Alabama. 
Um, if you um, were still working out some of the details, but we wanted to go ahead and let you know about the event, it is um, on September 22nd from 2 to 4 p.m. So if, you're, if you are local to um, Huntsville, Alabama, definitely come down, participate in the event. It's going to be something super awesome, and it's for a good cause as well. Um, speaking of that week, for the, re for the rest of September as well, um, we've actually, one of the ideas we talked about is um, we're going to have, starting on September 15th, when yep. we um, chat up with uh, One More Games cast and we're on their show, uh, we're going to have that week as Community Week. Um, what is Community Week? Uh, we wanted to find a way... Community, community Week is not about us. It's not about Rocket Punch. It's not about Cameron. It's not about Will. Nope. Community Week is all about you and all of you guys that have come down and supported us for the last couple of years, whether you've been here since day one or you're just coming in now, um, we're going to do whatever we can to feature other creators, streamers, content creators that week, talk about them, get people to go check those guys out. It's going to be something truly awesome. Um, we want to make it special for you guys, all of our patrons, all of our um, people that you're just coming in, you're liking our content, you're checking us out on Twitch, you're listening on the podcast. That week is about you guys there. Um, so definitely, again, the 15th of September through the 22nd of September is Community Week. Be hyped for that. Be on the lookout for that. We're really excited for that. Um, more details on what's going to entail during that week are coming soon. So stay tuned for yep. that. Um, now I'm going to give you a break. You've please. been talking for a minute. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. So, Get the rest of it out. All right, guys. Now, after that, October 20th to October 24th. There's something we do every year um, that we have a little fun with where we play the spoopy uh, slash spooky games. <laughs> yes, the spooky. You have to do it that way now. That's the oh, law. I like her like if you don't do that, then you're going to jail. <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Halloween 4, the resurrection of Halloween. We're bringing it back. Um, so here's the thing. We typically will play Overwatch and do the Halloween event You know, every year. That's something we've been doing. People are welcome to join us in on that. There was something we've done before where we've played Left 4 Dead before. We did play And Left we had Dead. people join in on there. Yes. If you guys want to join us in uh, this event, give us ideas for games that are multiplayer that we can all play together on stream and scare the hell out of all of us. Because <laughs> yeah. if you really want to see something that's funny and spooky, I mean, you know, Cam hiding under a bed from an alien was great. <laughs> I'm never gonna live that. <laughs> Can you see me under the bed? <laughs> <laughs> it's gold. It was great. I yeah. loved it. I love that. I'll video. never forget that. That I was hilarious. That <laughs> so uh, honestly, hundred uh, percent. Let us know what you want to do. I would love to have more community members involved in Halloween, just because it makes it a bit more interesting. Mm. And honestly, you know, playing some spooky games with some friends is a lot better than just sitting there staring at a screen on your own. That's true. So, but there's something else going on. And that's in November 15th to the 17th. Uh, it's a little thing uh, called DreamHack Atlanta. Yes, yeah, so we're going to DreamHack Atlanta. If you're going to be there, let us know. Uh, I'd like to meet up with you. But at the same time, we may be playing some games there, chilling out, relaxing, having a good old time. Everybody needs to go if you enjoy land parties. We're doing BYOC. We have essentially the end of space. One through six, I believe, essentially taken up already. Mm -hmm. yes. So if you're going and you yes. want to land with us, 
space, far right end, one, two, three, four, six we have. So five and that are still open last I saw. Okay. So, you know, if you guys are going, you know, that's where we're going to be. <clears throat> come join us. Or if you're not going to be near us, come say hi. You know, maybe we can order some pizza and chill. That's right. Get a couple bottles of uh, liquor and do a uh, another drunkening part two. That's not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, no, it's going to happen, actually, because I'm bringing a laptop and a microphone. Oh, God. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, when we went to BlizzCon, we decided we were going to do an episode called The Drunkening. Um, oh, are you, are you pulling the link? All right, cool. So this is goes back to way back in the back. Where were we again? We were at, um, for any good, it's audio cue here. We were at, where are my notes? There you go. Um, the Twitch schedule. Yeah, there was four going live notifications for, for us in yep. the uh, thing. It's like, oh, Jesus. Jeez, bro. Okay. <laughs> so apologies to everybody who is listening in. If you're an audio listener which probably for this week will be most of you. We actually had some issues with the um, audio, mm-hmm. or not even the audio, the Twitch stream. When we were streaming the episode this past Sunday, issues with the router, something going on with the network, but it completely crapped out just all of a sudden midstream. So what we're doing now is we're actually um, just recording the audio for you guys. No Twitch, no video. So um, everybody who is watching via Twitch and normally does that, we apologize in advance, but... We're going to keep the show going, as the kids like to say. Um, I think picking back up, piggybacking back up, that's not even how you say that. Picking back up where we left off, um, our Twitch schedule for the week here, funny enough. (laughs) Hopefully we still have have the issues fixed out before you guys hear this on Tuesday. But um, this upcoming Tuesday, I'll be streaming Control, which is um, the pretty cool game from Remedy Entertainment, the kind of... Throwing people around, psychic powers, but with gun that can do like basically everything. Okay. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. Um, we'll be jumping into that this upcoming Tuesday, guys. So be on the lookout for that. And then this Thursday, will um, what are you streaming, man? I'm going to be playing some World of Warcraft Classic. Ooh. Um, still got a WoW sub that because I paid for six months, so I'm going to use it. Okay. Let's, let's uh, think, see if uh, old school WoW holds up today. Isn't it if you get in? Um, hmm? if you get into what is it a stream no 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 I'm thinking about what, if you have a sub you get it for free right 
Yeah, it's part of the current WoW subscription. So you just got to, under the ba- Battle.net launcher, you just toggle World of Warcraft to mm-hmm. Classic and hit download. It's like two point something gigs. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a small game client. That's not, that's not that bad at all. Where Modern WoW is like 100 gigs, you know, it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What do I do, Lord? <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, that is very cool. Yeah. Uh, but it, So be on the lookout for that, guys. We've updated the Twitch schedule, so just check us out over there on twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive. You'll be able to see um, when we're going live for you this week here. Um, we're, uh, we're still bear with us guys. We're still cleaning up and doing any last minute changes here. Oh yeah. From the, um, from the stream <laughs> here. So oh, we got that taken care of. So we're good there. Our good friend general palace gets a raid playing some destiny. There you go. So that's awesome. Throw um, some love somewhere. <laughs> let's see. Uh, is this, is this what we call a win? Yes. It's what do actually, I do, Lord? <laughs> this, is, this is a win. Man. Listen to it this week. You guys are like listening to us and we're, we're having a message. Um, everybody let them know what happened. Yeah, the, okay, there we go. Now I got I got the messages out. We'll keep an eye on that just in case anybody yeah. asks us here. What is going on? What's next on the schedule here? That's it for um, all the announcements and stuff that we guys have talked about. We're going to jump into Table Talk, guys. For um, people who don't know what Table Talk is, is basically us kind of sitting down, talking about our gaming um, achievements, cool things that happened this past week, and then any... Um, um, any um, of the latest news that's going on and going down, we talk about that too. Give you guys the latest news you need to know about. So, with that being said, how um, any cool stuff you've been playing? Want to discuss? Yeah, man. Uh, the minute I finish putting this uh, note in here, this is fun. You guys are you guys aren't seeing this, but it's very interesting. All right. Sorry, I just had to let people know that they can listen to this episode on their podcast services of their choice since, uh, you know, technical difficulties uh, said, not today, Satan, for our stream. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Always fun figuring that stuff out. Well, yeah. Um, but we're going to be okay, and we're going to get this going. So I jumped back into Destiny 2, and I realized how much I love that game just from the gameplay. Yes. Yes. Um, I believe earlier I said... Uh, fell in love with it again and I'm 100% sticking by that uh, earlier I mentioned uh, yeah I, I did win a, a crucible match right before going to work got 20, 20 kills I, I in there I still don't know how you pulled that off um, it was with a little thing called uh, actually I was rocking my malfeasance oh yeah okay so I had my malfeasance I had my um, what is that other gun misfit uh, yeah, the Misfit, and then um, I had my standard uh, Through the Flame and the Flood grenade launcher. It's a solar grenade launcher. That's good. That's Let me go good. ahead and tell you. like One hit from that grenade launcher kills any Guardian. doesn't matter. <laughs> in, in Crucible. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, favorite thing about the malfeasance is the recoil doesn't kick it up; it kicks it back. So you get a beat on their head, and you just keep going. Boom, boom, boom. And if you get like three or four slugs in them, all of a sudden they explode and they're dead. And that's yeah, that's right. You're right. You're yeah, that's a good point. You're definitely right on that. Um, so between that and the shoulder charge, because well, you know, electrical titans and a shoulder charge that just every time you shoulder charge into someone and they die, it resets your shoulder charge mm-hmm. and just keep. Oh, here I go killing again. <laughs> it, it, it's been really cool. I know, like, I, I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2 as well. We've played together. Um, the Solstice Armor event is will probably probably be wrapped up by the time um, this goes live. So I don't... I sorely doubt that we're going to be able to get the legendary versions of that gear. But we're still going to be working on trying to get some exotics in that game. Yep. Before um, Shadowkeep. Yeah, instead of fighting so much for the the end of this this particular set, I do want to just go and fill out the exotic portfolio. Yeah, get all them guns because the gear will be worthless uh, once you know Shadowkeep comes out anyway. Just get the new gear. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that's fine. Um, any other games? Um, three hundred million uh, download anniversary special for Doken Battle. So there's that. Wow, okay. Yeah, they got 300 million global downloads. Wow. Wow. I'm shocked. <laughs> I don't genuinely, know why you are. Genuinely shocked. I, They've topped the App Store I don't know how many times. Every time they do, they give a bunch of stuff away, too. Well, that's cool. That's cool they so do that. So, they do that kind of stuff. They had a bunch of announcements in Japan for the Japanese. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, there's a divide in the Dokken Battle community. There's the Japan side, JP, and then there's Global, which is everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's kind of interesting because they're about six months in the future as far as where we're at and global doesn't always get everything japan gets but sometimes global gets stuff japan doesn't get so oh, it, it's a little weird as far okay. as units go um that's interesting yeah it's like i said it's a little weird but they make it work it's a fun little game if you just want to kill some time on your phone okay um Let's see, thinking, thinking, I bought Anthem for like the 20-something dollars. And, no, uh, I played Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. You did? What do you, um, how was that? Um, I need more time in that game. Okay. To truly appreciate it because, (laughs) so funny thing, I killed a bad guy and picked up whatever he had. He had some contraband on him. So I go to try to jump through a portal through the jump gate to get to the next solar system, right? Mm-hmm. Cops scan me and try to kill me. None of this, like, pull over, you're under arrest. No, no, it's just immediate death. <laughs> wow. And so it's like, okay, well, I guess I have to run and defend, run and hide. No, they follow you. <laughs> it's like you were covered in blood and they got a bloodhound on you. It's got the scent. <laughs> Um, that's funny so i ended up having to fight and kill a bunch of cops in the game like space cops for the the texas system that we were in Mm -hmm. figured out why they were after me dumped the evidence essentially (laughs) so it turned into space grand theft auto real quick wow that's cool (laughs) and i was just like wait why all i did was defend this one outpost and picked up this guy's stuff that guy had contraband, and because they found the contraband on me, they were after me. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm still not at a point yet where I can replace my ship with a better ship. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a lot of money to do that. So shocker. Right. 
And uh, the ship I really want is going to be a while to get. The flight mechanics in that game are awesome. This is the first time I've played a space game, and this like where you can fly a ship and all that, mm-hmm. where you can actually, unlike Star Wars, where you, they behave like planes. Okay, I can actually hit a button, cut the inertial dampener, so I'm f- flying one way. I can then use jets to turn around, point the opposite direction, and shoot back at you. Oh, while that's I'm still cool. flying that way. That's so cool. it's really freaking cool. Um, that kind of lets you circle strafe a little bit as well mm-hmm. by doing that in 3D. It also lets you in kind of like almost like drift in space. <laughs> so it's you know nice, Fast and the nice. Furious Tokyo space drifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the next uh, like Fast Ten or something? I don't Once know. Once they get to space and that's yeah, they're just they drifting cars space. through outer space. Yeah, that's the next big thing there. For yeah, the, that franchise. Um, sure, why not? As long as the rocks involved, I don't care. There you go. Yeah, Fast and Furious Return to Tokyo, <laughs> Tokyo space. Little did you know, it's Tokyo Space Station. Yep. There you go. Okay. Um, yeah, no, man. Uh, both games are interesting. Um, prepare to see a lot of Destiny, especially around DreamHack. Yes, 100%. I'm, I'm going to be right there with them. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Anthem. Um, I did finally get to play. I know it's been like a week and a half since we actually we didn't have an episode last week. So I did play the Anthem Cataclysm update like in depth. Got a whole lot of good time with it. Um, I tweeted about it a little bit, but generally my impressions were it's a great first step. It's not where it needs to be yet, but that event running through it, kind of the the way it the way the cataclysm is set up is like it is a challenge. It's like challenge runs. It's designed to be run multiple times, but you you're on a timer and you're in this area where reality's collapsing but when you get into a bubble what's well, right you get you get into this bubbled area and you have um like these puzzles to figure out where it's like these pillars of light you have to turn them off and one where you have to put these little um nodes in place and while you're killing enemies there's like four or five sections of that then you get to the main boss at the end um, when you're outside of the bubble in each of these puzzles, mm-hmm. you'll start taking damage because like reality's collapsing on you, so you have a limited time out there. But when you kill enemies and do tasks while you're out there, your score doubles. Okay. So if it's like times two multiplier, it ends up being times four. If it's times five, it's times ten, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. And so it's kind of you playing on that balance of staying within the bubble area or getting out of it to um, increase your score multiplier. Okay. Um, the, the combat is still fun in the game, um, and each time you complete a puzzle, a chest opens up and you get a bunch of loot. Okay. Um, and they've they've weakened the enemy, so they're a lot easier to kill, especially on higher difficulties. They've increased the drop rates on higher difficulties. You can actually get, um, when you do the Cataclysm, you'll get this currency that you can take to um, Fort Tarsus and then spend that on um, masterwork and legendary gear for support items and melee items so all that is super super cool super awesome to see um, there's still I, maybe it's just me but I still feel like there's some weird I don't see as many drops as some of my friends do when we go through cataclysm and whatnot. Mm. But I don't know if it's just me Not nit, I'm nitpicking not picking on that but it's it's a cool fun little thing 
it is not the fix that Anthem needs, I think. Um, so you're saying it needs a bit more love to get where it should be. Yeah, this is a, a good thing, thinking about this Cataclysm update is this. This is the first big update that's been released for this game since February. Okay. Everything else has basically been patch updates to fix what was broken. So, yeah. This is like the first content patch we've gotten, and it's it's almost September, and this is back in February. For a live service game, that's pretty... Uh, that's sparse at best. That's six months. Six months. Yeah, that's um, sparse at best. So that's man. definitely not the route you want to go for releasing content of that nature. But um, it is fun nonetheless. Um, I think somebody asked if like getting Anthem is worth doing. Would rec- definitely recommend um, our... I recommend picking it up if you catch it on sale right now, but um, stay tuned. Um, I'll keep you more up to date as updates roll out for Anthem because I still have fun with that game. Um, The No Man's Sky Beyond update rolled out this past week. I would love to discuss more with you, but I have yet to play it because the bugs have been bad. Like, really bad. I, I, I tried streaming it for people who tuned in on Twitch. I tried streaming the game. Could not stream it because... When I went into the zone world or the like the hub world now, yeah. the anomaly, one time it sent me about 200 meters up above the hub world and I was glitched out and I couldn't get back down. One time the hub world never loaded in and so I was st- walking around on the same path, but it was all like um, nothing was there. I was floating in air and finding the different NPCs. And then the main reason why I haven't been able to play it is because I, um, every time I try leaving the hub world, what happens is that there's the white light that is the outdoors. I go out, I immediately pop back up, floating in space, no spaceship, health is, health is draining and I'm about to die. Every single time. Um, that's not cool, man. And they've, no, granted, they've released at least, six or seven patch updates since I played and tried to stream it. Uh, the fun part about streaming that now is that it basically plays like destiny does because they switched their, I figured out why they switched their game engine to, um, it's not open GL anymore. And because it's not the same game engine, mm-hmm. they, it does not work on OBS like a game capture. You have to do display capture. Okay. It's guy now. So, uh, it's not, the and worst thing ever. It's not, but with coupled that with the bugs was help preventing me from being able to stream it. So I apologize to everybody who was excited to see that. Um, whenever I can see that the game is in a place where the bugs are not crashing the game, and I can get out of the hub world, I will see about um, streaming it again for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Fair enough. Um, other than that, um, I, I just wanted to make a brief mention. I watched the Avengers footage. Okay. So, um, for people who don't know, the Marvel's Avengers game, um, the official footage was shown um, at, I think, uh, Gamescom this past weekend. Okay. Uh, five, 20 minutes. I watched it. I I, I want to say that my expectations have been set on that game. Okay. I do not expect this game to be, like, at least right now, we'll see what happens. I Based on the game that I saw, I don't expect it to be a 9 or 10. Granted, it was free off of footage. I'm expecting seven, maybe an eight, depending on what's going on. The combat looked cool. Uh, Thor, 
it, it, it looks very general, but the fact that it has the Avengers people was cool. So like, um, Thor fighting, throwing his hammer around, doing his special moves was cool. Cap throwing the shield around was cool. Iron Man floating around, doing his things was cool. The Hulk running around, grabbing people and throwing them around. It, it feels a little, it doesn't feel as fluid as I maybe would want. It feels like it's very, a little too stiff on the co controls. But again, it's a pre-alpha build. Uh, the production quality is top-notch. So the voice acting, the graphics, and the story are 1,000% awesome um i just think okay. the, the controls are a little stiff maybe loosen those up uh the hulk one actually looked stiffer than the stiffest and that's a little weird for how strong and fast hulk is supposed to be um yeah that's not good i really liked captain america's and thor's combat realm the black widow one i felt it felt a little too generic for me because it was basically your boss fight with um, Taskmaster. And and Taskmaster was very underutilized, but maybe that was part of the whole plan and kind of just, it's the intro to the game to kind of get you in to understand how it works. So I don't know. Regardless, um, the YouTube video will be in the show notes. You guys can check out the footage yourself and you can make your own judgment calls on what you think so far about that footage okay. um, before we get going um, here into the news here I do have some required reading for you um, number one it, this borderlined on required reading but I thought it was a very interesting take if you are still interested wanting to know more about Anthem and what's going on with it there is an Anthem uh, from Kotaku here let me pull it up um, Ethan Gack over at um, Kotaku.com released an Anthem six months later video, um, post, mm -hmm. basically detailing everything, every major update or point that has happened in Anthem. It's a very interesting read and kind of seeing what's been happening in the last six months. Um, I definitely would encourage you guys to check that out if you're interested in Anthem at all. Um, number two, or the second one, this is required reading. One million percent. If you're listening to this right now and you haven't read this and you're planning to play destiny or if you even have a passing interest in destiny and want to know what the future holds read these posts um uh the the, the game director um luke luke smith mm -hmm. released his destiny 2 oh this is not good destiny 2 director's cut okay we initially thought it was going to be one big post and ended up being two big posts from what he told us and then he finally released everything and ended up being three. And I don't, I don't know. Have you had a chance to even look at these or read them? I haven't read them. I did watch the video you told me to watch. Um, I will be reading these now. I have read some of this stuff on the Destiny subreddit. Okay. About what's going on, and you know, I haven't seen anything from Bife lately, so I guess I'll have to go find Dado and watch his stuff, and then also go through and read this because honestly, yeah, okay. you know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, but it's... Stuff. If you... Like, this is a great insight into game development, in my honest opinion. And a lot of great information was said here about Destiny 2. Not only kind of some of the mistakes that they made, but where they're hoping to take the game with Shadowkeep in the future. So if you're wanting to know more about that, definitely, definitely, definitely read these articles here. Um, they will be in the show notes for everybody listening via audio. Thank you, guys. 
Um, man, that is awesome. Uh, and that is it for the required reading. Let's jump into the news here for people who don't know. News is where we kind of talk about the normally the top five items that you need to know about. Um, but because we had missed a week ago, uh, the we had missed one week and a lot of content got dropped within that week. Um, we'll probably be a little bit more brief on these a couple of these news items, but we're going to walk through them with you. Um, each We have 10 items on the list here. Um, some are going to be brief. Some we're going to dig into. But as always, guys, um, listening via audio, just make sure you check the show notes down at the bottom of your screen. You can listen to, you can find all the articles that we're referencing there. Agreed. Uh, number one, Sony buys Insomniac. Uh, this one's coming from our, our boy Jason Schreier over at Kotaku. Um, Sony buys Spider-Man developer Insomniac Games. Sony has purchased the California-based game studio Insomniac Games, best known for last year's Spider-Man on PS4. Insomniac will become an exclusive PlayStation developer, Sony says. Founded in 1994, Insomniac remained independent for 25 years, working largely with Sony on series like Ratchet and Clank and Resistance, but also with other big game companies like Microsoft, which published the colorful open-world game Sunset Overdrive. Unlikely to get a sequel anytime soon. Yeah, rip that game. Insomniac has also worked on several VR games with Oculus, including the upcoming Stormland, currently announced as an Oculus Rift exclusive. Notably, Insomniac's previous VR games have not been released release on PlayStation VR. Spider-Man, a PS4 exclusive, was the studio's most successful game, selling 13.2 million copies according to a Sony press release today. Given that fact, this news, and the end of the first game, it's safe to say that a sequel is in the works for PlayStation 5. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? Are you, were you even shocked by this news? Um, not really, but I'm actually really proud for the team over at Insomniac because this means that they don't really have to figure out where the money's going to come from for the next project. Because, you know, Sony's going to get the publishing funds for all of the stuff they did for Spider-Man. There's going to be the licensing rights back to Marvel. Mm. There's going to be all this other stuff. And yeah, they're, they're going to make their money. But at the same time, now they're not going to have to worry about financing and funding. And the publishing will be done through Sony. Yeah, Sony's going to be able to take care of that. Yeah, so just... there, there's going to be some ease, like ease for the developers because they can just then focus on making great games. Yeah. And Spider-Man proved that they can make phenomenal games. Hundred percent. Like uh, Spider-Man Two is probably going to be even. Think about like now that they have the Sony footing the bill, like the scope that they can do. Well, not just that, but we also have to look at. All right, cool. So not only is Sony footing the bill, but at the same time. Sony can sit down and say, you know what? You guys can use this engine, this engine, or this engine instead of having to choose because of cost. And then you don't have to worry about having to render certain things and, and kind of hide the way they were rendering it to make it work. So it's going to be cool when they hit the PS5 running. Good point. Good point. It's going to make me interested to see are they going to end up using something like the Decima engine or are they going to keep what they got? I think it might be easier for them since they've built it to keep what they got. I'm more interested to see what, I mean, how bigger in scope. Because with Sony's money now, they can hire more people, mm-hmm. get the game out faster. Or, or even, they can hire a whole second team and have that team work on a second project that's not Spider-Man. True. Good point. You know, and have people from the Spider-Man team that were like maybe next in line to get promoted become leads on the second team. Shocker, it's going to be another Ratchet and Clank game. 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Ratchet and Clank's a cool franchise. It is. The reboot is awesome if you have not played it. Um, or, um, hang on, did these guys also do Jack and Daxter or no? No, that's Naughty Dog. Okay, sorry. I always mess these guys up with Naughty Dog. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've always messed Insomniac uh, up with Naughty Dog. I, I got them locked in now. Insomniac does Ratchet and Clank, Naughty Dog does Jack and Daxter. Um, yeah, fair enough. Number two, Halo Infinite creative director leaves company. Another one here from our boy Jason Trier over at Kotaku. Uh, Tim Longo, creative director for the upcoming Halo Infinite, left developer 343 Industries this week, Kotaku has learned. It's part of a leadership shakeup that arrives later, late in the development of the next Halo game, which is scheduled for release in fall 2020. Longo, an industry veteran who has also served as creative director for Halo 5, has moved to a different role a few had moved to a different role a few weeks ago, according to two people familiar with goings on at 343. This week he left the company entirely. When reached by Kotaku, Microsoft confirmed Longo's departure and sent over the following statement. Quote, Roles and responsibilities of various team members regularly evolve to meet the needs of the game throughout development. We have recently had two changes to the Halo Infinite development team. Our executive producer, Mary Olson, will now take charge of the campaign team on Halo Infinite as the lead producer, utilizing her many years of experience at 343 to help craft a great campaign for fans. Additionally, Tim Longo has recently departed our team and we are truly thankful for his many contributions to our games, our studio, and the Halo universe. We wish Tim nothing but the best in his future endeavors. The overall creative vision and production of the game remains led by Chris Lee, studio head of Halo Infinite. We have a world-class team building Halo Infinite and the overwhelming positive response by fans has us energized more than ever to create the best Halo game to date. Alongside Project Scarlet and Holiday 2020, these changes have no impact to the release date for Halo Infinite. Um, uh, there's a, lot, a little bit more to that article here. Um, I will admit, when I first saw this story, I was concerned. Really? How long has been... How? But seriously, let's think about this. How long has Infinite been in development? Probably since they released 5, right? Or maybe before then, yeah. Right. How long has 5 been out? How long has 5 been out? Um, Yeah. 2015? No. Yeah. 2015, I want to say. 2016? At the latest? Let's see. Halo 5 release date. October 27, 2015. Yeah, so think about this, all right? Probably they had a team planning it before Halo 5 was finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably had a few a small team kind of figuring out where they want to go, what's going on. So it's coming out in 2020 with Scarlet. That's a five-year development cycle. I'm not really too worried considering it's been like four-something years in. Well, I guess my big concern, number one, the reason I was worried is that when this news broke, there was no details with this. Yeah. It was just being said that the creative director for Halo Infinite has left. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I'm, I'm concerned about that. Couple that with the fact that, like, if it, it is five years, but, like, how much of that was just pre-production and development and it just and planning and that from what stuff. we've done here at rocket punch knowing the story of like how you know how many times do we hear about studios going into crunch because like the last year or two they have to really grind to get the game built together and working no i'm not going to disagree with you but if they weren't pot, like pretty sure about this game then why would phil spencer walk out on stage and hang a whole console launcher on it i mean it's true yeah, I mean, so I mean, that, that's 
that's where I'm looking at it is like, so the head of the company or head of this department for the company has literally come out and said, this console, which is going to make us millions or lose us millions, is literally going in here and saying, all right, cool. We're going to hang the launch on it. Well, here's the other big thing for me is that I, we still don't know anything about this game. It is coming out in a year. And we know nothing yeah. about this game. I don't know. I, I guarantee when they're going to talk about it is when they announce the full specs of Scarlet. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be like, and by the way, we want you guys to watch Halo Infinite gameplay live. And but, someone's going to come out on stage and play the game. And it's just it's just very interesting that even not even just like, I don't even care about like seeing footage. The fact is we, Halo Infinite has been talked about since E3 last year, 2018. Yeah. In, in both well, times. Well, it was literally an an engine demo at that point. And then we got the video footage this time. Yeah. I still don't know. if it, Is it the same? It's infinite. They talked about it's going to be something new and different. Is it the same stuff with the single player campaign and then multiplayer? Is it something different? Is it open world? I, I doubt you do open world and have everyone be the chief. Like, let's go ahead and be real right there. It's probably gonna. They're probably gonna copy parts of Destiny. Well, well, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But funny. the 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 concern I have is that for me, some of these questions haven't been answered, and the creative director who primarily focuses on stuff like that is not there anymore. Yeah, but now, now when we get into that though, how many people work under the creative director helping mold that vision with him? Exactly, and so it could you have promote been, one of them, and we move on. It could have been very easily like they didn't know, um, they didn't have anybody else, or no, no, um, they already had the vision. It just hasn't been talked about. I just, for me, overall, the big thing that concerned about me about this game is that this happened, and I know nothing about this game, other than that's a Halo game and it has Master Chief. That's what concerns. Yeah. Now I will say though, as far as like the the video that we saw, because that was supposedly in engine video, whether I believe that or not is a different uh, yep. thing. Um, I'm not holding my breath on that. All I'm saying is look at the smoke effects in that video, and see what they were able to do. It's pretty impressive. If you actually like slow it down, pause it, mm -hmm. and look at what they're doing, it's very impressive. So, who knows? I can't wait to see, but okay. it's going to be interesting. It will be. Number three here on the news docket here, um, Xbox Scarlet playability frame rate major focus for next-gen Xbox. A story coming from Jesse Wade over at IGN.com. Um, head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, shared details of next-gen console Xbox Scarlet with GameSpot in an exclusive interview. Spencer talked about the importance of playability and high frame rates with Xbox Scarlet, saying, and I quote, Ensuring that the games load incredibly fast, ensuring that the game is running at the highest frame rate possible. We're also the Windows company, so we see the work that goes on for PC and the work that developers are doing. People love 60 frames per second games, so getting games to run at 4K60 I think will be a real design goal for us. End quote. Uh, ooh, sorry. A lot more to that story. Read the article. Shocked by this at all? No. Then, like, yeah. This, I mean, uh, didn't we say earlier that frame rate is more important than resolution? Yeah, we talked about that in either a show or off mic or something at some point today. Yeah. Um, I'm playing it to give everyone an idea of where I stand on that. I'm playing at 1440p at about 155 frames a second. Yeah. So. And that is about where I want to live. If you can get a console to do 60 to 100 frames a second uh, or 120, yeah, 
I'm down. My Sony TV will do 120, so let's do this. <laughs> PC Master Race right here. Hashtag PCMR. Um, so let me do the next one because this is kind of interesting. Go ahead. Sony is open to PC versions of PlayStation exclusives. Um, Sony, and this is on GameIndustry.biz. The article is by Brendan Sinclair. Um, so check it out. Give it a full read. But essentially, uh, I'll read the first two par- uh, paragraphs yeah. here. Sony may start bringing PlayStation exclusives to other platforms. In an interview with Bloomberg this week, Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios Chairman Sean Layden suggested the company's stance towards its first-party titles may be changing. We must support the PlayStation platform. That is non-negotiable, Layden said. That said, you will see in the future some titles coming out of my collection uh, of studios, which may need to lean into a wider installed base. Hmm. Hmm. Well, um, so funny thing, for a while they partnered with uh, Square Enix for publishing on Final Fantasy, their MMO series. Mm-hmm. Right? It's been yes. on PlayStation, it's been on uh, PC. Long time. Like, since Final Fantasy XI. So, not the first time something like that's happened. Now, that is a Square Enix property, but they do help with publishing. Yep. You know, so, as far as that goes. Let's go ahead and put it, uh, another thing in this. Like, in all honesty, Death Stranding was confirmed back in the day. It was going to be on PC at some point after it came out on PlayStation. Yep. It is now no longer on the PlayStation exclusive list. Yes, that was a news item that broke yeah. the past week. So, those two things together tells me that, yeah, Sony's probably going to say, yeah, Kojima put it on PC, because they're going to get a cut of the profits, because they're publishing it. Well, the other thing to remember about Kojima as well, Sony doesn't own Kojima Productions. They're just nope. partners, so it's basically they're partnered and they're financing it. Yeah. So. Oh, okay, good point. It's like Street Fighter Five then, so. Yeah, they're financing and publishing. Oh, and it's like Street Fighter Five, and Street Fighter Five is a Sony PlayStation exclusive for consoles, but it is on PC. Yes. So, interesting. I'm curious to see if Sony will actually lean more into this and start releasing their first some first party. Could you imagine games. God of War on PC? Oh man! you get stupid high frame rates. I initially read this article, and it basically told me that everybody needs to be in the PC game front. I mean, in all honesty. Microsoft's fully fully supporting PC. If Sony starts supporting PC, really what you need is a PC and a Switch. That's it. (laughs) Save me on buying next-gen. I'll just buy a graphics card instead. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think Sony will go super hard in on the PC, but uh, seeing some games on PC will will be cool. Now, the question is, do you think they're going to do their own app? Or will they partner with uh, Microsoft and publish them through the Microsoft Store? Good question. I they'll, the they're going to go. App. They're going to go to where the bigger fish are. They're going to go to Steam. Actually, yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, they're going to Steam. So, Sony is about that maximum uh, visual. Yeah. So um, number five here, um, Game Informer layoffs. This is a story I really hated to see this week. Um, coming again from my boy Jason Trier over at Kotaku, uh, GameStop lays off over 100 people, including nearly half of Game Informer staff. The struggling retail chain GameStop laid off over 100 employees today, both at its corporate headquarters in Grapevine, Texas, and at other offices, including its subsidiary, Game Informer Magazine, in Minnesota, where nearly half of the editorial staff lost their jobs in a surprise cut. Quote, As part of the previously announced GameStop reboot initiative to transform our business from the, for the future and improve our financial performance, 
we can confirm a workforce reduction was implemented impacting more than 120 corporate staff positions, representing approximately 14% of our total associate base at our company headquarters, as well as at some offices, a GameStop spokesperson told Kotaku in a statement. Quote, while these changes are difficult, they were necessary to reduce costs and better align the organization with our efforts to optimize the business to meet our future objectives and success factors. We recognize that this is a difficult day for our company and particularly for those associates impacted. We appreciate their dedication and service to GameStop and are committed to supporting them during this time of transition. Um, this news comes just a few weeks after GameStop laid off dozens of regional managers following a brutal year that saw the company try and then stop trying to sell itself. GameStop stock has plummeted over the past few years as the retailer continues to struggle to stay afloat in a world where digital distribution has grown to dominate gaming. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, they're doing what they can, but it, it, it sucks that they, they're basically like they have to cut off limbs in order to try and see what they can save. And the sad part is, like, with everything going on, there's not much we can do to get around that. Because how many times have you bought a physical game this year when you can just download it? Yeah, it, it is true. Like I, I've I've seen myself, especially when I like get games that I pre-order, especially at the last minute for console. I'll just go on PlayStation Store or eShop mm-hmm. and download. Like I I got Fire Emblem Three Houses and I got um, Ultimate Alliance Three download. I didn't buy the cartridge. Yeah, why would you, man? It's so much easier. Unless there's a uh, collector's edition that I really must have, I don't normally get it, and I didn't see anything in there. So it kind of sucks that that happens, but it was just, it's really hard to see, especially like the way the story broke. It was just a bunch of people from Game Informer's editorial staff just on Twitter saying they were leaving. Yeah, it's a shame, but. When you're owned by a company that's literally falling apart because they couldn't keep up with the times. And then also as well, guys, I'm not going to read into it, but um, there is another letter as well directly from Andy McNamara. He is the editor-in-chief of GameInformer.com. He actually wrote a small little blurb about um, the um, impact that these layoffs had on their team there and how many people were left and kind of what their strategy is going forward. So um, definitely check the show notes if you want to read that there as well. Number six on uh, the news docket here. Loot Crate is filing for bankruptcy. They're in trouble. Uh, game From Rebecca Valentine over at GameIndustry.biz, um, subscription box service company Loot Crate has filed for bankruptcy, agreeing to be acquired following continued liquid, li- liquidity struggles over the last year and a half or longer. In a press release, CEO Chris Davis acknowledged that the company had been unable to recover from a string of past struggles over the last 18 months, but those seem to go back going those seem to go back going back to at least 2016, when the company first laid off 12, then held layoffs again in 2017 before de- defaulting on a loan that it then refinanced in 2018 thanks to a $21 million to- term loan. Most recently, 150 employees were laid off in July when Loot Crate closed a plant in Vernon, California. Hmm. A lot more details on the article there, but I, man. I haven't heard of Loot Crate in I don't know how long. I didn't it's know they been were still a while, around. Right? Yeah, they were still hanging around. Um, uh, man, I, that, just... woo, that, that sucks for Loot Crate. 
I mean, it, they were they had it was really cool ideas. Do you think maybe like the whole loot box fiasco maybe tainted their image a little bit? Uh, I don't think it was that so much as honestly, I think people just forgot they existed. I honestly literally forgot about it until you just brought it up. I I think really it's just people aren't really going for loot boxes anymore. They're not trying to buy them or purchase them, really. No, not at all, man. I mean, why would you? There's so much garbage out there right now that, oh, yeah, you want to add that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I feel like you just got your monthly loot crate, but it was just you were paying to get stuff, and after and time, stuff it would just was build up. kind of cheap, and it wasn't that cool. Yeah. That's, that's my thoughts on it. So, I, I don't know. Um, you know, the best of luck to everybody at Loot Crate. You know, it always sucks to see people losing their jobs there. So, um, hopefully you guys can come out swinging or do uh, something positive happens for you guys there. Uh, number seven, Anthem lead leaves Bioware. I wanted to bring this story up since we, I talked about Anthem earlier. Um, reading directly from Ben Irving on Twitter in the response that he gave. Um, quote, after eight amazing years at Bioware, I have made the decision to move on and have accepted an exciting opportunity at another gaming company. Since the first time I played Baldur's Gate many, many years ago, Bioware was the dream place I always wanted to work. I will forever be grateful to all the people who gave me the chance to work on great products with amazing people. I believe Anthem has a bright future. There is a great team working on it and I look forward to following its progress and playing it from the sidelines. I have really enjoyed interacting with the Anthem community, streams, Twitter, and Reddit through the good times and the tough times. You were all in great hands with, um, let me pull up the names because they had their Twitter, hand, Twitter, Twitter handles, uh, Jesse Anderson and Andrew Johnson, and have been for some time now. I wish nothing but the best for all of you, Ben. Um, so for people who don't know, Ben Irving was the lead producer on Anthem. Um, if you watched any of the streams, especially after the launch of the game, he was usually one of the two people that were actually playing the game and talking and discussing the updates and whatnot that were going on with the game. Yeah. So, um, a little bit of a shocker seeing this happen this week. Um, don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign, though. I wish I could tell you. I don't know. Um, it's kind of weird. But... Regardless, we do wish Ben Irving all the best in his future endeavors as he goes through and does his thing at his new gaming company. He hasn't told us what it is yet, but um, I'm sure we'll find out here once he's able to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Of course, he may not just tell us anything and be like, ha I'm behind the scenes. I am Ninja Man. <laughs> um, number eight, Epic Games now has cloud saves and more. This is coming directly from the Epic Games blog here. Um August feature update, cloud saves, humble bundle, keyless integration, and more. Hey folks, we're excited to bring you a feature update for the Epic Game Store. This update includes cloud saves, our humble bundle, keyless integration, and some info about the new product pages. Um, they've added uh, cloud save support for a lot of games over, um, over the past month. Um, they've also said all Ubisoft titles have supported cloud saves. Hmm. And they said they're working with developers of other released games to test cloud saves and will be enabling more games over time. So be on the lookout for that. Um, they talked, they introduced humble bundle keyless integration and also really refreshed their product pages. And then at the end, which is really cool, they kind of laid out some of the um, updates that they're looking to do um, in the future for the store. So it's pretty cool. cool. Um, I just, that's just a jab. Hey, we got your cloud saves now. What's next? What do you got? What are the, 
what are the what's the other thing you're complaining local about? minority going to complain about now so yeah because that was literally the number one thing they were getting bludgeoned over the head with they were they were oh man poor guys and the number nine and the last item here on the news docket here um just a quick note if you are a destiny 2 fan you're wanting to know more um about what Shadowkeep is going to bring to the table and the changes they're going to make. Uh, the team recently had their Armor 2.0 video streamed and available. Um, we actually have the YouTube link, so you can just click that and head straight over there. Um, you watched a little bit of it. I want to hear your thoughts on it because you just you just recently watched some pieces of it. So I actually really like what they're doing from everything I can see. It's essentially giving you finite control on what you put into each piece of armor. And how you tune it to your playstyle, which is great long term. That means I can actually work on which armor pieces I want to masterwork for different slots to be able to then add different materials and things in to keep that going. I'm a hundred percent in on this. This looks really cool, and it definitely also reveals the magic numbers we need to be able to hit certain tiers to help with different stats. Mm-hmm. I am one hundred percent down. I love this idea, and it just. It adds more depth and more RPG. Yes, and that game. was the goal. That was 100% the goal. So I am 100% a fan. Please, more of this. More, more, more. More Boar wants more. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's really where I'm at. This is going to be awesome. Okay. <sighs> guys, that's it for the news there. A lot of news on the news docket there. Um, so thanks, guys, for sticking with us through that here. But let's get to the topic of the show um, normally, like these are some very thought-provoking stuff, but there was l- literally so much news coming from not only our news docket but from Gamescom that I was like, we're just going to talk news and give our impressions on stuff this week. Um, topic of the show is Gamescom 2019. Uh, okay. Gamescom just happened this past week. Uh, we actually a friend of the show, uh, your anthem went there. He went. Yeah, over there. I, I saw the uh, the Twitter post. I was like, oh, cool, man, good yeah, job. Like, a chance to hang out over there. Um, but that's an expensive place to hang out at, though. Going to is. Germany, it 100 percent is. Um, Gamespot dot com actually did a really nice write up on some of mm-hmm. the um kind of a Cliff Notes version of what came out of Game Gamescom this past year. I want to read some through some of the talking points because a lot of conferences happened around here, yep. and that way we just wrap everything up in um, one nice little bundle here. <clears throat> one big uh, Black Friday bundle. Let me. I'm going to read here some of the stuff. Um, brand new trailer. Blah 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 blah. No, actually, you know what? We'll just jump through and I'll read some of the headlines here. Uh, first and foremost, Nintendo Gamescom Indie Showcase. Uh, Nintendo's Indie Showcase opened the show and, as expected, featured some very exciting announcements. While the bulk of the stream was a roulette of indie games that are on the horizon, Nintendo also surprised us with a few game launches. Both Superhot and Hotline Miami are available on Switch now. The biggest news, however, was that Ori and the Blind Forest, a game published for Xbox One and PC by Microsoft Studios, is coming to Switch. Um, there were a lot of cool stuff here from that, um, uh, the Ori in the Blind Forest, mm-hmm. Hotline of Miami Collection, Super Hot. I um, actually have a separate uh, yeah, there's news a separate... story here for Nintendo specifically because they had everything listed out. Uh, this Nintendo list is from Kotaku.com. Ethan Gack again, bringing the goods. Um, breaking it down, going to run through this pretty quick. Um, games out today. 
Super Hot and Hotline Miami collection. Both okay. out. Out soon. Uh, Risk of Rain 2, a really fun co-op roguelike, came out of early access on PC earlier this year and will hit Switch sometime in the next month. Uh, the Diablo-like game from 2012, Torchlight 2, is coming to Switch on September 3rd. Okay. And Creature in the Well, the dungeon crawler with pinball mechanics, is coming to Switch on September 6th. Um, out this fall, Freedom Finger, a side-scrolling shoot-em-up where you steal enemies' weapons to use against them, is out this fall. Um, uh, this gruesome side-scrolling action game, Blasphemous, comes out September 10th. And then Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition comes on to Switch September 27th. Uh, previously announced, The Tourist is a voxel puzzle adventure game that looks reminiscent of Star Tropics. It's coming to Switch sometime in November. And the comedic hack and slash Skellboy um, is coming out on no- December 3rd. Um, Munchkin Quacked Quest is coming out in the fall. Northguard coming out September 26th. Um, Trine 4 coming out October 8th. One Finger Death Punch coming out December 2nd. And Sparklight, um, pretty looking top-down action role-playing game that looks like heavily inspired by Zelda, is um, be, be out sometime in the fall. And then Cat Quest 2 is coming out to Switch this fall as well. Man, lots of stuff. Uh, then come sometime this winter, um, Earth Knight is looking to come out sometime before the end of the year. Close to the Sun uh, coming out before the end of the year. Roki atmospheric game that takes place in the snow among um, both friendly and menacing creatures sometime over the winter. Europa is a 3D puzzle platformer where you seemingly play a delightful little person with a blob for a head. Uh, Hypercharge Unboxed, What the Golf, Dungeon Defenders Awakened, Best Friend Forever, it's a cool game. And then to talk about some of the games coming in 2020, including Eastward, by, uh, actually, this looks is a cool game. Eastward is a new game being published by Chucklefish that has the looks as of pixelated and beautiful as you would expect. That's um, Eastward. That's cool, man. It looks like a really cool game. Uh, Skater XL and then Spirit Fair is planning to come out sometime next week. And then a game called Fogs is a colorful and adorable as you play a double-ended dog. Comes out in the first half of 2020. All right. Um, a lot of cool games from the Nintendo Showcase there. Um... I was really, what was I was really excited for, um, the Eastward game looked really cool, and then the Europa looked cool as well. Okay.